Brothers and sisters. Sup, sluts. Welcome to the Missionary Podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Maddie. And this is our mission. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Sadie, darling. How you doing, honey? You know, I'm fine. How are you? Mm, I I feel good. I know the last podcast I started by saying it's a it's a roller coaster. Well, I'm it's I'm on the up and up now. I'm on the I'm on Space Mountain. We love. Oh my God. We rode space mountain twice right before covid didn't we yeah it's it's like creepy to think about it because we didn't know what was happening in the world but also the beauty of the ignorance so much fun it's a different just being in public breathing near strangers it's so weird now i know um i want to check in with you because i know you recently went on a date i did which when you told me i immediately thought i'm gonna this is fodder for the pod well, that's actually, it's kind of nice to have this podcast because now even it can be like a silver lining to anything, you know, oh, do it for the pod, do it for the memoir, do if, it for the pod. Well, any of my f- really entertaining sexcapades started with me literally thinking in my head, this is either going to end one way or the other, but both outcomes is a great story. I agree. I lived my life with that mentality throughout most of my 20s, I would say. And I don't regret it. No, because because you know what you have now? Stories. Yep, you got great stories. So, there you are. Tell me a story about your date. Anything anything come up? Well, okay, it was my first COVID date. And... Masked. Six feet apart. Yeah, and I gotta say, it's actually a really good way to weed out people if they are not taking it seriously which this guy was not really taking it seriously it probably is it's like having someone wear a t-shirt that says whether they wear condoms or not essentially is what's happening and well, masks, go with what's comfortable they're the condoms of covid they're, they're the condoms of the face they sure are is what i've heard uh, someone describe them as i can't remember i think it was oprah who said that <laughs> Oprah, I, was like, I, I could be wrong, but I thought I heard her say on one of her super souls, she was like, it's no, yeah. the condom in the face. No, it definitely was. It definitely was Oprah. Unfortunately, I don't really have that much to report. I will not be seeing this person again, although I was nervous beforehand because I am so out of practice with social interaction right now. Yep. I haven't met a new person in at least six months. It's so weird. It's weird. It's hard, actually. But what actually ended up happening was very interesting, Sadie. I don't think anybody right now has any extra bandwidth, any energy for anything extra. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. I found myself being very like upfront, honest, in a way that I'm not usually on a first date. Yeah. Although I was kind of reminded that I'm pretty good on a first date. You've got the good you got the it. gift of gab. I think I'm not similar to a lot of the females in Los Angeles. Well, Whether that's a good or a bad thing, it does, I'm not trying to pass judgment on it, but I think it's a new experience. It's like a refreshing thing. 
everyone has a specific view on the dating pool where they are. Mm. You could live in Topeka, Kansas and be like, ugh, classic Topeka dating. It's just like this. The view on the Los Angeles dating pool is global. People way outside mm-hmm. of LA still have an opinion on how we date over That's here. so true. I'm going to allow you your judgments and say they might be true to you. The point is, I kind of forgot that I'm pretty good on a first date. I don't think I give myself enough credit when I go a while without going on a first date. I think I forget that I'm not incredibly awkward or, you know, I have trouble coming up with things to say. But it was just interesting not having that extra layer of, like, bullshit on top of it that I just didn't have the energy for. That's the benefit. Well, maybe it's a benefit for you. It's coming from COVID. But I think it's a benefit of aging. I think that's a big part. I think... COVID has also aligned for me with a big period of personal growth that would have happened with or without COVID. Um, So I think it's kind of the perfect storm of a lot of things. But so I wasn't attracted to this person, Mm -hmm. um, but that hasn't necessarily stopped me in the past. Stopped you from? From being physical with them. Just in terms of like convenience. It's something I I need to work on going through the awkwardness of telling somebody I'm gonna go home you know sometimes I just am like well let's just see what happens but are they fulfilling encounters no no the ones I'm I'm currently referring to are not so I obviously can't imagine this I was the one who told you you're supposed to go on dating apps you should only swipe if you could imagine with them. <laughs> shocker I need a little bit of the personality you know thing someone could be on paper hubba hubba but if their personality doesn't do it for me i'm i don't don't want their their tongue in my mouth that's that's a lie i do but people who are on paper really attractive to me and then i Mm -hmm. meet them Mm -hmm. and i'm not into their personality become much less attractive to me the bottom line is i sometimes have sex with men that i'm like not actually into just because i feel like it's easier sorry it's just, I'm working on it, okay? Okay. Um, but on this date, he was, like, trying to get me to come back to his place. And I was, like, COVID. And he was, like, we're already, like, near each other. It's not it's the different. same. <laughs> and he, goes, he goes, it's the same. Like, Again, yeah, this guy doesn't use condoms. There's no way. Yeah. And it just, it was fine. I was glad I did it. But I will tell you, I got home at the end of the night, and I felt like I had moved or something. I was so dead exhausted you got mental energy and you got physical energy and i had neither by the end of the night yeah anyway so i'm glad i did it net positive will not be seeing him again got you bummed that you didn't you know try to slip a finger in just to get us a story for this pod sorry next time whatever there will be others once you i've broken the seal okay (laughs) there will be more i know especially because covid has really limited the casual connection Mm-hmm. I think it really does foster well a deeper connection and cut short the casual ones. Which is going to be really weird for me, and I'm I'm eager to experiment with that. I'm not bringing the steam anymore. You've got to bring the steam. i got to bring the steam, and I'm, I'm ready to bring the steam, but I also will say I've got some steam in my back pocket. Good. I'm sure. So I know you do. Worry. And I also should clarify, not to say that I'm not currently steaming things up I just for the sake of norm I can't be on here talking about his it's fine 
His hardware, his software. Today we're talking about porn. I've had a conversation with Norm about porn use early on in the relationship. And the conversation is really enlightening <laughs> to figure out where someone stands on it, actually kind of early on. Because I've been with people where I thought it informed a lot of their kinks. Totally. Or preferences. Mm-hmm. or So let's talk about... Let's talk about porn. I love it. I mean, Do sorry, you? I don't love porn. I love it as a topic. Like, I love it. Loves it. You know, very hot. complicated like feelings. Paris Hilton loves it. Yeah. Loves that's, it. That's, that was the meaning. No, I have very complicated feelings toward porn. I honestly think everyone does. I think the trick about porn and the reason it really applies to our realm is how much shame is involved in it. And Mormons view porn just it's so off limits it's there's campaigns that flourish in and out of utah but within the church that are like porn kills love that's kind of a common phrase which i know people use it's the new drug it's so so forbidden and every year so there's like i've mentioned before there's the conference general conference meetings Twice a year, it's driven into the heads of all the men of the church. Do not, never, no masturbation, no porn. Masturbation's not allowed for men or for women, but it's just like super shamed men. I think my older brothers all have kind of scary stories of confessing it when they were younger. You know, being a middle oh school God. age boy and then talking to your bishop and saying like, oh, so, you know, I, I masturbated or I Googled something and the speech that followed apparently was pretty damaging to some people I know I'm like sure oh my god it is interesting to me the use of porn and the correlation in the stuff that I've looked at between porn consumption and porn addiction and religiosity like there's actually many many studies that correlate the two mm-hmm. the bible belt aflame with porn just rampant. Utah, rampant. There were some years where I think they led in porn consumption. I can't cite that. I remember seeing it in a different study. (laughs) You love it. I remember living in Utah and going to school and people just going like, ugh, there's more porn consumed here than anywhere else. But apparently evangelical Pentecostal people consume the most porn in the United States. The United States wins in numbers porn-wise globally. Which I think is so nice. interesting. Yeah. God bless <laughs> America. <laughs> nice. It's gotta be. I mean, it's, it's gotta co- be connected. And it's connected to religiosity, and I would think it's connected to sex education. I would assume that most of that curiosity, I don't think it would have stopped porn from existing, but I think a lot of it would be hedged with use of like proper sex sex education. Well, that's the thing. I think so many young people look to porn to learn because they're curious and we're not taught about our bodies and sex in a well-rounded way and that is the way to actually take away some of the mystery which I, I think would be kind of great if it was done in not a completely misogynistic (laughs) heteronormative like also poorly acted way the production value is a no i'm so much more about a sex scene in a movie 
If you go to my Netflix continue watching section, it's all like picking up right after the sex scene. <laughs> but like what? One of my favorite sex scenes is the dirty dancing sex scene, which I think I talked about before. It's like they don't even show much. I think it's because I love that movie and I love that relationship. I would agree. A nice sex scene in a movie really is like titillating. Titillating. The correlation between religion, shame culture, and porn consumption is undeniable. That's what's interesting in the stuff that I've read just in preparation for talking about this. I was thinking that there would there would be a connection but it's so strong Mm -hmm. and if you make it less of a demonized thing you might just curb it naturally because the time spent watching porn is one of the few things that's done like entirely in isolation you could privately abuse porn right be fully addicted and no one would ever know (laughs) which really feeds that whole shame cycle yeah, because if you already think you're doing something wrong and there's nowhere to go without being completely ousted. And then on top of that, if you are noticing preferences that you have that contribute to even deeper shame, like watching any non-heterosexual porn, yep. like watching a watching porn that has kinks that you realize you're, you know, there's just so many yeah. ways to feel ashamed if you're already being told to be ashamed yeah. of sex and then taking it yeah. steps further and having it be private. It's... Yeah. Porn is never the place to learn about sex. It is just not where you go to learn about sex because it completely eliminates the human connection, the pleasure connection. So much of it is performative and mm-hmm. so much of it is misogynistic mm-hmm. and just has no actual valuable information about healthy sexual relationships. There's this app called Dipsy. You told me about it. Which is fucking awesome. Because it's like, it was created well, so by... so that, that's audio erotica. Right. So different. Erotica is a different, different situation. Yeah. I feel like things might be moving in that direction, which is good because yeah. it at its core, I don't think porn is bad. I don't think, you know, but it's... It, And that's something that took me a long time to come around to. I'm sure. I grew up with people and friends who were non-members who watched porn. And so the language of it and like being aware of it was okay with me. But I knew they were staring at the sun. I saw my friends who were watching porn as just playing with staring at the sun. And I was like, cool, yeah, you can do that. It might ruin your eyes. (laughs) You might not be able to see... Mm -hmm ever again and I don't actually think you're necessarily wrong like I think porn fucks people up unfortunately yeah and so but but not porn at its essence it's the way that porn is made is not inherently evil Mm -hmm. and I know that there's like a Mormon voice in me that's going the more you lukewarm this in this evil thing the worse it is for everybody because you're making it lukewarm and then people can delve into it and then it's child, immediately it goes to child pornography the frog in water frog in yeah the frog in warm water and i'm coming at it from it's clearly not working to demonize it mm-hmm. and that i think making it more of a neutral thing and a safer thing might be beneficial to society and to people both who are using porn and not. Porn is very polarizing. It's, it's a, there's a lot of 
it's a loaded topic for sure. So they teach in college, we were taught how to talk to our dates about porn. So because it is such a hot topic and you need to know. So the questions were, when's the last time you looked at pornography? That was a direct question you're meant to ask the guy you're dating. And you'd ask this early. When's the last time you looked at pornography? And then when you took with that answer. I cannot imagine asking somebody And that. then you have to say, what's your relationship with pornography now? And I've literally had the same conversation with Norm. Early on. I used those exact words. And then, new age Sadie, that was not, this isn't stemming from a Mormon thing. I said, what do you usually search? <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, what are you into? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking at? Because huh. um, once you find out what their relationship is, you have free pass to break up with them immediately, which is a high-pressure situation for the men. But you're like, oh, when's the last time you looked at porn? And if they said within a month, we're not going to be going out again. Okay? Because wow. you're addicted to porn. The quick jump to addiction oh. is insane. In Mormon culture, if a man acts sexually weird, and I use the word weird as like, at the time, you would be like, oh, that's weird. Mm -hmm. If he did anything weird on the date you'd go, mm, he's addicted to porn or he's gay. Those are the two options. I've had roommates come home from dates and be like, he did the weirdest thing when we were making out. He like pulled my hair, which makes me think he's addicted to porn or he's probably gay and just like trying to overcompensate. Either way, really weird. Like I said, I have a complicated relationship with porn. Did you grow up thinking it was bad? No, no, I don't remember having any, I don't remember having any thoughts about porn growing up to be quite honest. It Did wasn't you on ever my radar. Google? No. Like, it wasn't on my radar, really. I don't know why. I I don't think it you know really why? interested me. Women don't like porn. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. <laughs> Women don't like porn. I had definitely watched porn before college, but I have this very vivid memory of the house I lived in in college with, like, seven other friends. We all watched this, like, one porn together once. And ironically the most religious person in the house was the one that showed us her Not like, ironically. That's what I'm telling you. It's not ironic. I guess it makes sense. These things are connected. They are. The video that she picked was like actually really beautiful. Very sensual, romantic porn. And it was like, it was so it. funny. We were all watching it. And then afterwards we were like, okay, like bye. And we all went into our rooms and closed <laughs> the doors. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering, because I've heard people be like, oh, we watched this porn <laughs> or this porn play, and I'm like, to what then, end? Right, like, yeah. We're like, okay, see you guys in like a half hour. Um, queer porn mm -hmm. gets me. I love lesbian porn. Do you know, fun fact, <laughs> let me pull up my stats. <laughs> let me pull up some stats. <laughs> the most searched for terms of 2019, lesbian is the third. And in years past, sense. in years past, it's been number one across the U.S. That makes sense. People love and to search for And you don't have to deal with, like, a big, meaty guy throwing his dick around. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't have to be afraid, usually, when I watch lesbian porn. I mean, that's a generalization. Some, no, there's all on. different types of mean? porn. Really fucking heterosexual, heteronormative porn it reinforces everything that I hate about the way we talk about sex. I had no interest in porn. I considered it something I didn't uh, acquire the taste for. But I'd gotten to the point in my sexual activity that I was like, you know what? 
I, I don't feel the shame around this anymore. I will attempt. And I pulled up Pornhub, clicked on something that was just available and easy. Don't even remember what it was. And it was a guy and a girl. And I watched 10 seconds before I shut it off. So I had that 10 second clip and was like, nope, hard no, not hot, not interesting, wish I didn't see it, whatever. And then I had the thought to myself, you know, they make porn that's not with actors. It's called homemade porn. (laughs) And then I looked up, the only thing I could think of that was a homemade porn was the Paris Hilton sex tape. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) I'm going to watch this because it's one, they're not actors. I mean, Paris Hilton would describe herself as an actor, but they're not uh, professionals, right? So I felt like I wouldn't feel this this cold thing that I saw in the other one. And two, it's a piece of pop culture. Double whammy. I got to know what's in this tape. It's been on the it's been on the face of the earth forever. So I got to get in here. Do you think that's smart? I looked up I also so I did that one and then I did Kim Kardashian's, which mm-hmm. in my research learned the most watched video on Pornhub to date. Most views. What an accomplishment. I watched 3 minutes of Kim Kardashian's and was like bored. You bore me. The Paris Hilton one. And it's hot. It is. And I also, there's moments where I think she says no to him at one point in the middle. Yes, yes. And they're a couple. And so you can tell that they're a couple. He like tries to put a finger in her ass or something like that. And you see her go, no. And he goes, oh, and stops. And then they keep looking up. See, that's so hot. But I learned that women can't comfortably say no. From porn. From watching Paris Hilton say from watching, no. Well, yeah, from watching... Because in my head at that point, I had thought like, oh, it's so awkward to have to be like, mm-hmm. can't no, you know, I don't really because they don't you know, they don't show that they in don't show porn. it in porn. But as a couple, she was like, babe, no, and he was like, oh, okay, that's, and then they just kept hooking up. Wow, that is that's a big takeaway. I wish porn would be more like that. No, it well, was made porn is so the it answer. is. So yeah. So then I went from okay. there to uh, what is his name, Colin Farrell and his girlfriend. Oh my god. And I watched it again to kind of make fun of it. Genuinely so into it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Doesn't surprise me. He's so, The reason it is is because he's so obsessed with her. He says to her, quote, this pussy is my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and he's like little Irish. I gotta go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was once with a guy who wanted to make porn with me. I think he might have had a little bit of a porn addiction. addiction. I don't want to label. Was he a evangelist? I don't actually know what his religious background was, but he um, he had a separate phone just for porn. Whoa. Yeah, like an old phone or something. And again, what? like no judgment. But so like, just to wait, what does that do? Maybe so it's not on your phone, your regular phone. I'm not That means sure you probably why. need easy access to it because you're probably watching it regularly. Yeah, I, I think he watched it a lot and he once recorded me what doing stuff to him and I was like With consent? No, without consent and I made him delete it, but who knows it's probably like in the cloud floating around somewhere, Maddie, but that's a crime. Well, yeah, well it's fine. That's, that's fine. for another day. Yeah, he was like I think we should make porn. And I was like 
I'm sure you think that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that sounds great. It sounds I, like you just you get a whole phone. We might yeah. as well add to it. Might as well add to it. Homemade porn. What did all you? The how did you feel when he said that? Um, gave it a respectful no. You didn't say. Let me write a script. We'll make a film. No. Well, I might have. I might have given him like false hope that I would consider it. But of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about no. on brand for me. But <laughs> yeah. just to put this person in context, yeah, we once drove from West Hollywood to Venice, and I, 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 I sucked his dick the entire ride. And for those of you who don't know, that's like oh, a half an a, hour yeah, that's ride. A long ride, Maddie. Wow. And then before we left, he was like, like giving I head, do, so that's a no, long. I like. I, I don't, it's not that I like giving head less than other people, I think. I think I'm just more vocal about the fact, like, oh, okay, we're just all going to agree that we, that we like getting, like, borderline choked to death by a fucking <laughs> long, girthy, like, hairy no, thing. I like giving head when I like the person, for being honest. Shocking. Um, yeah, go figure. Before we drove from West Hollywood to, um, Venice, he was like, do you mind if I leave something in your car? Because we were driving his car and it was a trash bag full of drugs, I'll tell ya. What? <laughs> so, wait, let me get this straight. The man who has a porn phone also has a bag of drugs? Trash bag full of drugs. What do you mean and trash then, bag? What's, like garbage a bag. trash bag? Garbage bag. Like a, like a kitchen one? Yeah. Or a yard one? A kitchen one. A kitchen one. No, don't get crazy on me, Zadie. This was actually one of those nights where I was like, never again, but we're doing this night for the story. Mm-hmm. So, went to Venice. On the way back, we stopped at a strip club. We got a joint lap dance. Wait, did you guys, what, were you dating? We, no, it was a, a consistent hookup situation. Also, where, like, we were friends, it was I consistent, and it was also constant, it sounds like. Like, well, this, this was a very was sex all one night. I think this was the type of thing where he felt comfortable around me, so he felt, whatever. I'm not making excuses for some of this behavior, but... I think this night that I'm referencing was yeah. the last night that you that said. I yeah that we, I just wanted to put this person in context. I didn't want to bring him up casually on the porn episode without giving you the other details. No, we need you know? those details. It was quite a night, and I remember thinking like, write this down. This is this is a night, and then I'm pretty sure later that night <laughs> the he filmed me sucking his That's so aggressive. The yeah, trash bag no, full of cool. drugs. Yeah. Where is he now? I think he actually has a girlfriend now, so. Sure, she's got a lot to do with. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, listen, I actually think that he's, he's a great guy. Oh <laughs> my god. I really didn't expect half of what came out of your mouth, honestly. Like, the way it started, you were like, someone wanted to make a point mm-hmm. with me. I was like, well, of course. He had a phone. He had bags of drugs. I sucked his dick for 30 minutes. I also hate sucking dicks. Everyone hates sucking dicks. It really took so many turns. I mean, imagine how I felt living it. <laughs> He's a great guy. <laughs> I know. I know. That really is. It's really hard for me to that. sit here and listen and want to have this voice of like, no, no passing judgment on anyone, anytime, anywhere. And then also be like, this guy sounds like trash. It's human. It's all gray. It, it is interesting, though. I think something I'm realizing, again, we're about to take another turn here, honey. But something I'm realizing about myself is that I have a history of excusing a lot of very glaring, big red flags, flaws, incompatibilities. Yep. Um, and I think this is an example. Like he was, he's 
I think he has a really good heart. I think he's a good person. Did he communicate but, really well with you? Is, like, what did you, yeah. what were you, like, connected yeah. to? I felt very comfortable around this person. That's, yeah, that's oh, your key word. It is, So yeah. that's what I think happens is, like, when you, when you hold, like, a certain quality in high regard, then you somehow do mental gymnastics to allow mm-hmm. stuff that is just beyond allowing definitely like i mean like him letting a, record you yeah that was not okay and i that was Beyond like something okay. i didn't let i did not let that slide no. and i don't think i saw him again after this <laughs> i've never had to deal with a partner's porn use i've always asked about it what they search what they like what that world is like but all my answers and experience had led me to believe that it was never a problem for anyone i've dated have you ever recorded Maddie, thing? let me tell you something. <laughs> if I had, over my dead body, would anyone know about it? Hot. All right? Hot. I'm not going to say yes or no, but if, no one would ever know about it. I All respect right? that. Loose-lipped Maddie over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, Tight I pussy, say, loose lips. Oh, God. You feel good about that? I'm going to say it again. That's no, don't. <laughs> That's something that you got off a t-shirt from that guy you dated. Um, no, I just thought of it and I think it's brilliant. It's really good actually. In fact, I'm going to add it to my bio on the website. <laughs> but I did want to come full circle because I told a version of this story to a friend. I tried to understand porn and like porn. Nothing worked. My friend goes, oh, you don't know about porn made by women. There we go. And I was like, I was thinking... It was all stuff that you're talking about. I was like, I don't have two and a half hours to just set aside to masturbate, okay? I'm not just going to put on Pride and Prejudice steamy version. Ride and Prejudice or whatever the name of it would be. Ride and pre Or like Twilight. I don't know. <laughs> but, but porn movies all have great names, great puns. But they sure do. Yeah. She was like, no. Sent me this link. Belesa.co. So it's B-E-L-L. E-S-A dot C-O. And I see you. The pen's coming out. I see you. So it's a mix of, you get those same kinks though. So like if you're Mm -hmm. into a dominant man, it still exists. It's just that like the whole porn revolves around the woman enjoying it. That's, see that's, that's why I like Dipsy. So you can still get that dynamic, the whatever you're interested in, but it's just not the, she could die during this and we don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, there's none of that vibe that's see that's great I found myself just in my own personal life because I had been so repressed and like titillated by sex in leaving the church my fantasy world alone was active I would imagine myself in so many scenarios when I started watching porn even this sensitive female driven porn great lesbian porn by the way I noticed that I didn't have that same twinkle with my own like fantasies. Like I wasn't imagining myself in so many scenarios. It was really more mm-hmm. two-dimensional. I basically noticed that even with my sporadic, casual, non-committal use, I was like, it's dulling my it's dulling my edge. It's like using a vibrator. It's like what they say is gonna happen to you when you use a vibrator but to that's, masturbate. You know that that's false. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it is I, I actually felt that when I yeah. was like oh so I totally get that dulled my mental my fantasy life which was it so atro- strong it like atrophies your your creativity in coming up with these scenarios for yourself which I also found to be useful in real life because it's like you kind of get excited about the moment yes. and the connection and it makes it more like sparkly Definitely. in the moment because you have that like mental connection to it and so I ended up I think I was talking to you around the same time. I don't think I said it in this context, but I think I said something along the lines of like, I don't know, people like porn, I don't think it's for me. And you were like, Dipsy. Yeah. D-I-P-S-E-A. It's an app and it's audio erotica. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that. It's not as immediately stimulating as something visual. It's a slow burn for sure. For sure. But it is definitely... It, it feels very female femme driven, mm-hmm. but uh, but interesting. And because it's actually not that <laughs> titillating, because it is a slow burn, I have no inclination to abuse it, if that yeah, makes sense. Because you're like, this is nice. It's just nice. It is. Well, <laughs> it's I, not great. It's just nice and like kind of fits that space of like, yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I'll masturbate and like, ex- like have a little moment with myself mm-hmm. and go on like a little. Go that a little five-minute date, whatever it is. That is how it feels. It's not yeah. like, let me, like, go at it with myself. It's no. like, let me, like, explore my body for a minute. Yeah. And which I love that. I, more than anything else, have a conversation about masturbation with my friends who are married within the church. So my friends who are married stayed in the church, married in the temple, and um, mo- the majority of them virgins at marriage have come to me since I've left. If we've maintained a good relationship, obviously you lose some friendships, but the ones who we've maintained friendship have come to me and been like really open and wanting to talk about sex because I have a different perspective now. And so mm-hmm. it's like, they're like, so what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And stories from their personal experience with their husbands. So often we talk about masturbation because it's like the thing that unlocks everything else. Yeah. Well, quick, really quick, what's the view on masturbation after you're married? My take on it, this could be completely false. My take when I was active was it was allowed with your partner, but it wasn't necessarily explicit. Mm-hmm. So, so much after you're married is like free for all, not spoken about. Like mm-hmm. I've, I told you, I have friends who got like sex swings as their bridal shower gifts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the use of masturbation I think overall is discouraged because it's a solo act it's not necessarily has anything to do with your partner or procreating or anything like that so it's pretty much uh discouraged Mm -hmm. but I think technically doable how do you know what you like you know you just don't also how do they know what you like like what talk about pressure exactly oof you reminded me of this when you were talking about the audio erotica. My favorite, the thing that gets me going the most is uh, in books. What? Like a sexy book. Oh, like Fifty Shades. Like Fifty Shades, but yeah. But like better writing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's the shit that gets me. So what books are you reading that are, that are sexy? Do you have any recs? I'm actually currently reading this hilarious book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> Is that the gay yes. London one? Yes. Wait, tell me about it because I have a well, friend who's reading like, it too. 
I gotta say, it's not Hemingway, if you know what I'm saying, but uh, it's, I'm not finished with it yet because I got halfway through. I needed to take a break because it's so fluffy, but some of the like sex scenes, sex scenes in, in like the first half really got me. Really? Yeah. Is it better than Fifty Shades? I just hated how yeah. every other sentence in Fifty Shades was, holy cow. She says holy you cow. Hated that? Or holy fuck. That is a really good segue to our end of episode shtick. Which is? Yeah, dang. Blip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is our closing segment. I yeah. feel like we've covered so much, but our closing segment today <laughs> is? Maddie? Yeah, dang. Flip. <laughs> you love it so much. I love it. This is a focus on our favorite non-curse words. <laughs> do you have a favorite? I do, but do you, pro- there are probably so many good ones that you my favorite were surrounded one, by. My favorite one that my family still kind of uses. Nothing what I talk about is all Mormon culture. It's real, all my experience. But this was a much more niche group that used this word. And uh, it was abs, as in like ass. What? <laughs> so I'd say like this punk abs instead of saying punk ass. <laughs> this dumb abs. He's being a dumb abs. And like it's <laughs> so funny to me. Even in using it, because it sounded so dumb, we thought it was like hilarious. So you guys were you were self aware. We were kind of in on the joke, but I do. But. Even oh, if you're funny. in on the joke, you still get frustrated and flustered, and the words come out sincere at some point. So oh my God, I at wish... some point, you're going to be like, you're laughing around being like, this punk abs, and then randomly you're like, abs hole. And you're like, what did I just I say? really, I feel like I've never heard that slip out of you, and I really no. wish that I had. No, well, so I've always, my like thing that I was really ashamed of when I was in the church was that I swore kind of regularly. Mm. I, I swore... Uh, I just looked at you lovingly, oh, by the you. way. Because I really felt so bad. I was like, ugh, I'm never going to learn. I I stood by this, actually, at one point. Appropriately chosen words mean what they mean. And there is no substitution. Sometimes, fuck is the only word that, that means that. Yeah. You, and with the, the hard K, I mean. And the intention behind the way some people say flip, I'm like, you might as well just say fuck. Because yeah. you literally just go flip yourself. And it's like. You can feel the vein. vitriol. The vein is <laughs> yeah. popping out. Yeah, you that you're like, well. you might, like, you didn't not say the F word. You just said yeah. a different one. But anyway. Words are powerful. So <laughs> so I will come back to, I, I never really used abs that much. I, I just love it really so enjoyed much. it. There's so many, but I'll, st- I'll, stay, I'll stop at abs we'll for today. I, I love that. Punk abs. <laughs> Punk abs. Or if you combined, like, if you want to say bitch ass, bits abs. I'm telling you, it's a whole different language. Bits abs. We'll come, we'll come back. What's yours? Oh. Rats. <laughs> rats. Rats is so good. Ah, rats. That one is so good. I do actually feel like it has a unique meaning. It does. I no, that lives on its own. That's it not lives, a replacement word. Right. That's a good. I love it. Rats. <laughs> I think it's. Cute. I think it's sassy. I think it <laughs> is loaded. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Gidang. Flip. Uh-huh. That was that segment. Success. Such success. Well, Maddie, it's been a pleasure. As always. Everyone, thank you for listening. 
refreshments will be served in the cultural hall. And do us all a favor. Go watch porn. Don't watch porn. Watch the porn in your mind. And go touch yourself. That's all that matters. Just touch yourself. <laughs> the Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Charton. Original music by Madeline Charton. Produced by Shannon Egan. Please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at missionarypodcast or visit our website at missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org. <laughs>